This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. I had to be interrupted by Ben Gary just now because I was, I was telling Sean Bajani, who's in for Sean Pendergast uh, today, that, uh, about my pool hall hustler theory of quarterbacks, that basically as long as, you remove, as long as you remove morality from the equation, could this guy be a pool hall hustler? Uh, and I feel like most Hall of Fame quarterbacks definitely could. Even Steve Young. Remember, remove morality from the equation. And uh, there's a certain charisma that they carry, a certain uh, willingness to take risk and all of that. But, uh, but we're going to get to that a little bit later. We're going to talk about things that, that shouldn't matter, but you totally, totally care about when it comes to rating quarterbacks. The Carolina trade for the number one overall pick. The, the compensation they gave up, I think, was probably about right if they actually know who they're trading up for. And that's what that's what everybody is skeptical of right now are the claims that Carolina actually doesn't know who they're drafting, that they want to assess the situation, figure it out, and uh, and then, you know, over the course of the next three months, have the ability and the power to do whatever they want, which I guess would include maybe they genuinely don't like all these guys and then they're trading back. Um, you know, or maybe they put enough of a scare into the Texans. Maybe they're just trying to figure out who the Texans really like. And then, you know, and then figure out if they can get the Texans or the Colts or somebody else to jump up. Yes. One of our texters says the Panthers are getting Anthony Richard, Anthony Richardson, the best athlete at the quarterback position. Like, if that were the case, I could totally see, like, hypothetically, I could see, I could see the Panthers saying, all right, well, if the, you know, we really like Anthony Richardson and we're pretty sure the Texans and the Colts want somebody more polished. So let's just go ahead and play the Texans and the, the Colts off of each other. Um, mm-hmm. That's the one that would concern me the most because I don't want the Texans giving up any draft capital. Yeah, I think that was probably the impetus for uh, the idea of a segment that we have coming up later, right? I asked you the question. It's like, you know, in regards to Richardson, like post-combine, what's the last quarterback that you remember that could have potentially taken such a big leap like Richardson could if, in fact, he selected number one overall? I mean, Right prior to the combine, we were talking about like, uh, you know, like we wouldn't hate it if the Texans took a flyer on Anthony Richardson at 12. Maybe he slides back to like the early 20s, mid 20s, and the Texans could trade back there. Like, right for quarterbacks specifically. I mean, we've seen it at other positions where guys really incredible combine performance vault guys up. Sometimes from the third round up into the first round, or you know, like Mike yeah. Mamula back in the day was the notorious one who was just a combine hero. Um, but at the quarterback position, yeah, guys will guys who are already 
good quarterbacks with great college production have improved themselves with athleticism. But I don't. I can't remember a guy that wasn't even regarded as a good college quarterback all of a sudden leap up to potential top of the draft conversation with nothing but athleticism, really. And arm, I mean, raw arm talent. Yeah. His good throws look really, really good. It's just that he's so erratic and all over the place. It feels more like how some number one overall drafted pitchers get drafted, you know, where they've, wow, they've got extreme control issues, but they, you know, He's got so much raw talent as an 18-year-old. Well, yeah, or baseball particularly because, yeah. you know, they're looking at, you know, 18, 19-year-old kids. I mean, hell, sometimes yeah. even younger than that. I mean, he's not a pitcher, but I mean, hell, just look at the kid that, uh, you know, started the, or he didn't start, but he played in the damn Cactus League game this weekend, the 16-year-old shortstop prospect, I think. Yeah. You know? Child labor going on out in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. Can you even get away with that elsewhere? I don't, what's, the, what's, the, what's the rule on professional athletes in America? Um, I think that, I, that would, that's what makes me the most nervous about Anthony Richardson. I feel like he is, he is the most complete crapshoot. Um, Scott Fitterer, the GM of the Panthers, this is what he said at the Combine. As people are saying that actually know the Panthers don't know who they want, they're going to evaluate it. This is what he said at the Combine. You go get the guy that you want, you know, when asked about potentially trading up for a quarterback. If you have a conviction on a guy, you go get him. It's pretty simple that way. If you don't know and you're going to give up all these resources to go up and get it, you're hurting your team in the long run. You better be right. You better have conviction if you do move up. When you do it, you're all in. So, uh, like, that, that seems like like a pretty strong indication that, man, this guy wants, this guy knows exactly who he wants. And people, people think, you know, in the betting markets would, um, the betting markets would back that up that the, the Panthers like CJ Stroud. Yeah, but it could just be setting the stage. You know, he says this at the combine, they go do this deal with the bears. It looks like a great haul. The two ones, the two twos and the Panthers best receiver in DJ Moore. That's who the Bears get. And so if they're moving up without having that conviction, you know, like John yeah. Harris said, well, maybe they don't know who they want. I still think it's a possibility. I mean, you set the stage. You got to play the game. They might still be like him and Hahn, eh, Bryce Young, eh, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. I don't know. Will Anderson. Who knows? Maybe we go that route. It doesn't matter because you still have so much time between now and the NFL draft. Whatever deal was done this early before the draft, all it is is setting the bar for the ask. If the Colts, the Texans, the Raiders, XYZ other team wants to move up bad enough because they have the conviction, they want to spend the resources, the Panthers ensure themselves of one thing. They're going to get at least back in return what they gave up to make this deal in the first place and probably more. Yeah, I think that... um... I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that especially if they feel like between the Colts and the Texans and maybe somebody else, you know, maybe the Broncos or uh, I want to say the Broncos because of McDaniels. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, maybe McDaniels really, really wants to go up and they're willing to give up even more than that. Um, that there's a pretty good chance that out of three quarterbacks and there might be a wild card out there that just loves Will Levis. You know, there's a, there's there's still that possibility that of all those teams that need a quarterback, that somebody's going to be willing to give up even more. Um, yeah, there's a lot of potential here now. With this much runway, this much ramp space for something to happen. I personally, I don't want, I don't want the Texans to, I don't want, 
the Texans to fall in love with that much and give away draft capital. If capital, if the if the Panthers are like really thinking that yeah, we're, it's going to take us a haul. We got to get back everything we gave up plus a good chunk more. Yeah. Then like I don't need the Texans to give up back everything they got in the Deshaun Watson trade basically to, to move up one spot. It, but if you're the Texans too, you're you're looking at this from your perspective. All right, if you're Nick Casario, what's really changed? You didn't have the number one going in. You don't have the number one now. Right. Okay. The only thing that's really changed is the ask. If you were interested enough and sold enough on Bryce Young or whoever, and you knew that you needed to get to the top spot to ensure that is your guy, that's the only thing that's changed. The Texans still are resound to the fact that, all right, we have to love Bryce Young. Or we have to love C.J. Stroud. And if the Panthers go Bryce Young, we have to feel comfortable enough in our shoes that C.J. Stroud is our guy. And Sloick and his staff can develop, and we're going to be good. This is the this is the franchise. This is the future of our franchise. That, that That's yeah. really it at, at the end of the day. And it's a mind-numbing conversation because you don't know. You hear all of these things. You know, in regards to these quarterbacks, and we don't necessarily feel comfortable about the number two, quote unquote. But the Texans, that's the only team that matters. Those are the only guys that matters. They have to feel comfortable. They have to believe. Uh, okay, let me ask you this. Uh, listener asked this question on the trailer wheel and frame uh, text line. Could the Panthers have two guys in mind, but the only option was to trade to number one? They weren't going to be able to trade to number two. Let me tell you something. If the Texans had been offered this package to go from two to nine, and it was something similar, maybe without DJ Moore or something, um, I would have been upset that they didn't take it. I would I would have been fine with it. Yeah, you give me this haul. Then the only issue is that you, you've got all these first-round picks and second-round picks. How are you going to fit all of this under the, the – the the cap at some point I don't know there's a there's a myriad well, of possibilities it is I and mean, then that's where the waters get really muddy Seth because if in yeah. fact the Texans are offered this deal and they move you know from two to nine in a yeah. in a hypothetical deal like this all right well then you have the nine and the twelve and you've got all this future draft capital you could still move back up in this year's draft using that capital and get a guy that you want a guy that you need the problem is. There's two other teams ahead of you that are in desperate need of a quarterback themselves, and you're looking at really, isn't it the Cardinals in the three slot right now as probably the only legitimate team you could trade with? But would the Cardinals do that deal? Maybe so, because they're not going to get a quarterback. They might be looking offense or defensive line, whatever the case may be, maybe a tackle, I don't know. Um, But that would be like one of the only teams that would make sense if, in fact, that hypothetical did play out. I think there's a this is a there's a chance that this year might be the most active draft day trading in that top fifteen ever. Uh, and I I've said this yeah. before, like I, every year I talk myself into there being all these trades. But look at I mean we've had activity at the top spot already with a team that may not even be super interested as interested in staying there. The 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 one text that says hey. The Panthers are going to take the best athlete at the quarterback position. Like, that's a relatively new phenomenon that, oh, wow, you got to get the best athlete at the quarterback position. Fifteen years ago, it was a liability if you were the best, you know, the best athlete at the quarterback position. Teams were looking at you like, ah, you're going to want to run too much. So, 
I would be surprised if they're trading up to number one overall for Anthony Richardson. Um, I would be surprised if anybody right now traded up to number one overall. For the same reason, I'm, I would be surprised because GMs always have a little bit of self-preservation in the back of their minds. Trading up to number one overall for Bryce Young, even though he's the most polished of all these guys, you trade up to number one overall for a guy that's got known size issues. And that's and it. If he gets injured in the first year. Yeah. It's a it's a classic, like, what were you thinking? Even the people that were pro Bryce Young at the beginning, two years later, are saying, what were you thinking? Including owners. Yeah. Um, and likely with Anthony Richardson, it's the same thing. Like, wait a second. You took a guy number one. You traded up to get number one overall for a guy that never completed better than 55% of his passes. Um, that kind of brings other- it all back together, though, right? Because yeah. you're talking about 10 to 15 years ago, people were nervous you know, uh, about, you know, taking the best athlete at the quarterback position, the nervousness in regard to that still exists. And Bryce Young is the prime example because of his size and because at that position, you're worried about him getting hurt, putting that much faith and money and time into somebody at that position. And then poof, my example, you know, like when people complain about the size aspect, and I don't care about the size in regards to Bryce Young, I want the best dude. And I think he's the best dude. I'll point to Deshaun Watson. You know, a day after the Astros won the damn World Series in 2017, he tears his ACL in a non-contact drill. It didn't matter about his size there. If a guy's going to get hurt, he's going to get hurt. Like, I don't need to worry about him getting hit. He's a football player. He's going to get hit. And he played in the biggest and best conference in college football. And you know what? Some way, somehow, he survived to this point. And he was coached by an NFL offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien at one of the best universities in college football, he put himself in this position. To me, he's good enough to go get at that spot. I don't care about his size. I think the the thing is, if you're a smaller guy, you do have to play differently. Because, um, yes, bigger guys get hit, but they tend to take more risks with their bodies, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Ren Roth- Fair, like yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, the way he played, like, see, Bryce Young couldn't play that way. You know, Bryce Young's not going to stand there and just get blasted sure. in the ribs over and over again. So the question then is, all right, is he aware of that? Is he smart enough to do that? He's shown a very good pocket awareness and an ability to avoid contact. The biggest thing that I worry about was when he separated his shoulder. He was – like, that was a stupid thing he was doing. He, he was trying to make a throw before he hit the ground, and he extended his arm out, and that's when your shoulders – your shoulder gets injured when you, when you reach out like that in positions like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he needs to – he needs to learn when discretion is the better part of valor at times. Yeah. Um, but for the Agreed. most part, you're right. Like he, look, he played in the SEC. He largely escaped and avoided injury. The other big move this weekend was Jalen Ramsey getting traded to the Miami Dolphins for a third-round pick and a tight end by the name of Hunter Long, former third-round pick. I was a little peeved at Rachel Nichols because she, she kind of sort of broke the news, uh, but it was like, off camera or away from the main recording of Fred Taylor's podcast, The Pivot. This was her like trying to coax it out of Jalen Ramsey. And I think Jalen Ramsey breaking the news himself. So you said that you will no longer be playing for the Rams for sure. For sure. For sure. I'll, I will be. I will be. And what do you want to do? Uh, a good team, a young up and coming team, I believe in. A uh, good culture, a good place. Um, you know, I got kids to think about, got daughters to think about, warm, you know, uh, maybe no income tax in the state. Ah. We'll, we'll see, you know. All right, all right. So, you know, for an NFL team, make a, make a play. That's right. I'm telling you, you're about to get it figured out. 
Yeah, I actually got uh, a little bit excited for a second when I had seen that because I was like at the wedding all weekend and I wasn't paying much attention. Yeah. Um, I thought that, like, wait, is there a possibility somehow that Jalen Ramsey's coming to the, the Texans? That would be a huge surprise. <laughs> I heard warm, no state income tax. Um, but he was like obviously alluding to the Miami Dolphins there. And that was, uh, yeah, he named you know, every I, possibility <laughs> like, that yeah, we talked yeah. about like, so when a player goes. Like, yeah, did he? Because it's obviously not Arizona. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, uh, it was kind of <laughs> tricky. And I, I assume maybe his kids live in Florida. But Jalen Ramsey goes to the Dolphins. And I don't know. I, you know, it's, you had pointed out that it, it seems like people are talking about the Rams more than the Dolphins in this situation. Yeah. Maybe because I don't. I don't think people really are taking the Dolphins and Tua Tungavailoa seriously yet. Despite any success they've had or despite any progress they made, I feel like people just don't want to believe in the Dolphins right now. And that's fine, I guess. But, I mean, you know, with the Dolphins seem to be that outlying team where, oh, if Brady decides to come back, maybe he'd consider Miami. Or, hey, if things go sour, you know, with this quarterback, maybe they'd go to Miami. It's like, you know, they still have Tua Tungavaloa down there at quarterback. Like, I know he sustained three concussions this past year, but, I mean, my God, he's not an ICU. Like, I think he's good to go. It just kind of comes down to a matter of faith. But then I was looking at this Ramsey deal, and I'm like, hey, you know, the Dolphins had a top-five secondary in the league last year, and they just got better. And they're going to yeah. have these guys coming back from injuries like Brandon Jones, their safety, torn ACL last year. Uh, their nickel corner, Nick Needham, Tore Achilles last season. Byron Jones, their corner, uh, he didn't play last year. I think he had an ACL or a lower leg injury. He'll be back this year, presumably. And now you infuse Jalen Ramsey in there with um, Javon Holland, really good young player. Xavier Howard, no player in the entire league's got more interceptions than this guy over the course of the last uh, six, seven years in the league. That's going to be a really rock-solid secondary. I mean, that's a good foundation defensively, and... I feel like well, we should be Vic, talking Vic about Vic that a little bit more. Too. Yeah, yeah yes. Vic Fangio Good is point. the coordinator. And, you know, the thing about that secondary last year was that the Dolphins, they, had to, they blitzed a lot. So it was, it was kind of um, – it, uh, it was a very risky style of play. And then especially when the, the quarterback play wasn't as consistent. The Texans, however they did it, the Texans broke to a tongue of Iloa. He was actually playing really bad football until he ended up getting injured again after the, after the Texans drove him out of the, the game <laughs> – with, well, the Dolphins had a lead yeah. in that game. It was weird. It was one of the only. It was one of the one. It was the one impactful things the Texans did last year, and I'm proud of them. I, for it. you're right. I don't remember the sequence of events though. When the Texans played against Tua and the Dolphins, that was between his second and third final concussion, or his yeah. first and second. I can't remember. No, it, it had was, to be was, between the two and three. It was between the two and the three. And well, or whatever, I don't know because I can't remember. One know. and two were too they, close. Well, they, the, yeah, but the one isn't officially one, right? They didn't call it a concussion. Um, the second one, everybody yeah. assumes he had the concussion, but then he got hurt yeah, again when right. he went back in. Um, I think that he. Okay, so the the Dolphins were winning in that game. It had a healthy lead, but Mike McDaniel, boy genius, remember, just kept throwing the football. <laughs> and he was getting crushed. Like the Texans actually, you know, at times last year, the Texans pass rush started to come along mm-hmm. um, with Obo Okoronkwo, with Jerry Hughes and some of those guys. Malik Collins was in that day and I think having a good game of it. So like they were harassing him to the point where Mike McDaniel said, okay, we got to sit him after this. And then after that, 
he kind of the next week he completed 54% of his passes against the 49ers. The week after that, he completed 35% of his passes against the Chargers. The week after that, 56% of his passes against the Bills. And then against Green Bay, like he that was his last game of the season. Like he just uh he didn't have a great year last year after the Texans destroyed him. Yeah, so well, I, yeah, yeah, but he still put up all those points on the Texans. You remember they they that was the 30 to 15. Right, that was in the first half, though. Yeah, yeah. But like he did that, and then in the third quarter, he got benched. So once he got, after he got benched, he yeah. was not a good quarterback again yeah, that right. entire season. Yeah. And that was, uh, they had that weird, uh, the, uh, the weird tackle that he got. Maybe that screwed him up or something. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but there's a point that a listener makes on the trailer wheel and frame text line. Yet again, a Mulligan, a client quitting on a team when it looks like there's no good that season. Hence, keep CJ Stroud the hell away from Houston. So, uh, Jalen Ramsey is a, is a Mulligan, a client. That's, we kept bringing that up over and over again, uh, talking about, you know, during the Deshaun Watson situation, because Jalen Ramsey had forced his way out of Jacksonville. And now, it's almost to the point where, like, the Rams didn't even put up a fight. I said, all right, you want to go, you're going to go. We'll take a third rounder and uh, some tight end. And and the Rams don't get any crap for it. They traded uh, two first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey to begin with. But, I I mean, it worked out is the thing. They, you make a couple Super Bowls um, over the course of several years, and people cut you a break. So yeah. I, I, I'm not going to gripe too much about that. Uh, look, free agency begins officially on Wednesday, but the legal tampering period starts at 11 a.m., today and there's already a whole lot of things lining up we'll get you up to speed on that next this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.